question for you. Do you have compassion when somebody has hurt you or wronged you? Or do you hold a grudge? Do you shun someone's apology? Do you say, forget the forgiveness and F you? This week's episode, we watched Hysam wrong a bunch of people and then get placed on the block and then apologize for all of his wrongs. He had so much forgiveness and kindness in his heart and they forgave him. Could you have forgiven Hysam? And do you forgive people in your everyday life? And actually a better question is, well, I'm going to ask that question of you in just a moment. So let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, and we've got a lot to get to today. Welcome to another part of my, another episode of my summer series, The Big Brother Takeover, which is life lessons through the lens of Big Brother. And I have a really interesting thought about this week's particular, well, not this particular episode, but like who went home and everything that went down. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this week's episode, you might want to stop this episode of my podcast and wait. So just a forewarning because we're going to talk about who went home. Okay. So to begin with, I didn't think they should have put Heisem on the block because Yes, he said a few things. And maybe, again, I don't watch the feeds and you guys can let me know if there was more to it than what they showed on the CBS edit. But on the CBS edit, it basically looked like Hysom was a dictator and kind of controlling and domineering and borderline rude and condescending at times. But he was still voting the way that the professors wanted him to vote. And he was a powerhouse. So I get that they said they couldn't trust him. And that was a scary thing for them. But I don't know. I kind of felt like, okay, once they put him up, he was basically licking their boots, right? He was basically like a puppy going like, I'll do anything. Yep, 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 you know? And he was so full of sorrow and he was repentant. And they were discussing whether or not they should forgive him. And they kind of, it seems like they were kind of like, yeah, we forgive you, but we just don't trust you. So you're out. And so Heisen went home. And I know Big Brother has gotten really predictable, to be honest, where they say like, oh, you know, what's going on with the house guests? And oh, we think we're going to vote this way. And then of course, everybody in the house votes a different way. Like they need to get more creative with that editing scheme. It's always looking like they're going to save somebody or vote somebody out. And then when the actual vote happens, they want you to be like, what? But it's predictable. Same way they used to do that on the MTV challenge like years ago. It's different now. But whenever they'd start out the season and whenever you barely saw a few of the competitors, you knew that we were going to make it to the end because the editing always focused on the people who were going to be ousted soon. It was like they needed to build their story and then show you what it's like for them to be getting, you know, kicked off or not really kicked off, but like losing a competition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what Big Brother is doing. They're like, oh, 
it looks like Hysam is going to go for sure. Let's record all the conversations where everybody has, you know, where they're talking about maybe keeping Hysam so that the audience will think he's going to stay and then they'll be shocked. Oh no. But they do it every single time. So that's just, it's, I don't know. It's just old. But I was hoping they would forgive him because I believed his apologies. I believed he was like, whoa, I effed up. I needed to pull up my big boy pants, apologize here, and do the right thing by these people because I do care about them. And if they could have kept him, he would have been so loyal and a powerhouse and somebody that the other side of the house wants to get out. So they should have taken their shot at Cameron, who's part of the other side of the house, and gotten rid of him. But it's too late. So watching the episode and watching Hysam really focus on all of these apologies, it made me think of something. And that is forgiveness. Forgiveness, not just for other people, but also for yourself. Are you a person who can forgive? And if I look at myself, I'm somebody that mm, I would say can hold a grudge. I'm not like, a, like you know, sometimes people hold on to grudges like a dog with a bone. It's like they're just going to hang on to it. Just gnaw on it. It's like, no, nothing you say, nothing you do. I will never forgive you. I have this grudge. Forget it. You're dead to me. That isn't me but I don't forget things. And if somebody, you know, if they apologize and their actions show me that they are genuinely sorry, I can forgive almost anything, almost anything. I mean, if somebody really seems repentant and really seems like they are like, you know, all about trying to make it right, I can forgive. And it was interesting watching this episode because you could see that whatever Hysam was doing, which appeared to be genuine, I mean, this this show is all about lying and scheming and sketch, right? So who knew what was in his heart until we see in the DR that he's like, yeah, I really did screw up here and I care about these people and they are my family and I will be loyal. I mean, any, it could have gone the exact opposite way where you, he, you cut to the DR and he's like, ugh. I've apologized to these people. They're losers. I don't believe in them. I don't trust them, but I'm saying whatever it takes to keep my butt in this house. It could have gone that way. But as I watched him speak, I was like, I believe him. And he had this heartfelt conversation with Izzy where I was like really touched. It was the first time they've really shown that relationship because on the feeds, I know they show all this kinds of stuff, all these kinds of conversations, but it was nice to see this really touching conversation where he was seeking forgiveness. And so it, it made me kind of question myself. I'm like, hmm, when it comes to forgiveness, I don't have a problem forgiving. And I think it is in part because I also don't have a, a, a problem apologizing. Because for me, if I do something wrong and I've hurt you or I've said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing, taken the wrong action, whatever it is, I want to make it right. 
and I don't have any problems apologizing. Even if I don't think that I did anything wrong. If I've hurt you, I'm going to apologize. If you come up to me and you say, you know, Jody, I heard you had this conversation with so-and-so or you said something and, and I'm like, well, wow, I didn't even mean it that way. I am so sorry. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that you had to experience that, that it had to come back to you and you had to hear this and that what I said came out that like all of that. I've had friends and I'm sure we all have who are like, I'm not going to apologize. I didn't do anything wrong. Just because so-and-so is hurt, that's not my problem. I did not mean to hurt the person. I wasn't trying to hurt the person. It wasn't my goal. And yet she's hurt and I'm supposed to apologize. Why should I apologize for something that I didn't intend to do? I didn't intend to hurt her. I was just living my life, having a conversation or doing whatever, you know, the person's doing. That's not me. Because my, my example is always, imagine that you are in your car and you hit reverse and you back over your best friend's foot. Now, that person is squealing in pain, right? You wouldn't just say to them, well, I didn't mean to run you over, so why should I apologize? Even though you hurt them, you would never say, I didn't mean to back over your foot, so therefore I don't owe you an apology. And yes, that's a bit of a stretch, but that's how I view apologizing. I meant to do it and I hurt you and I figure out later on that, okay, it's wrong. Oh, I'm getting a text message. Then I still want to apologize. If I didn't mean to do something and I hurt you, I'm still going to apologize. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I've got one more. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm still going to apologize because to me, that's the right thing to do. And that's what Heisem did. He could have just been like, forget these people. I'm going to try to work on the other side of the house. Or he could have manipulated and still tried to apologize, but not meant it. And it became quite clear that he did mean it. And that was touching to me. But the question is, something I, I really wanted to dig deeper into, is something more meaningful. Something that I know that I struggle with and I betcha, if I had to bet my best guess, that you might struggle with this too. And I'm going to ask a question of you when we come back from the break. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Hey guys, have you had a chance to check out my YouTube channel? I am super proud of myself. If you've been listening to this show, you know that I was really on the fence about even starting up a YouTube channel. It's a lot of work, it's a lot of commitment, and it's kind of scary to do that. But I'm so excited because it's blowing up. My videos are getting thousands and thousands and thousands of views. I'm doing the short form videos and I'm going to be doing more of the long form videos. It just has taken me some time. But if you haven't had a chance to check out my YouTube channel, please do. You can just search at Jody Rollins or click the link in the show notes. And please don't forget to subscribe. And while you're at it, 
go ahead and subscribe to this show wherever you listen. Click subscribe, click follow, all of that stuff you probably already know how to do, but it really helps and you'll never miss a show. Don't forget to share this episode and leave a written review if you're so inclined and click those five stars if it makes sense for you. I don't want to be pushy. So thank you guys for always tuning into the show whenever you do. And thank you for your support on any other projects that I do. Okay, now back to the show. Welcome back. So before the break, I kind of teased you with a question that I want to ask. Something that I suspect that you, like me, do. Okay? So we're talking about forgiveness, right? We talk about or did talk about the fact that Hysam had to go on this apology tour throughout the house and apologize to all these people and tried to make amends and tried to save himself, which to no avail. It was kind of interesting when he was doing his, his interview with Julie, it, he seemed different. Like his voice was up an octave. Maybe he was nervous or, you know, it's a little, I mean, you're in front of a live studio audience and Julia Chen and everything. But through in, the, in the house, throughout the entire time he was there, he seemed more intense and like his voice was a little more raspy. But I just thought that was interesting. So Hysam had to apologize to everyone. And we just got talking, uh, we got, got done talking about the fact that I feel totally comfortable apologizing to people, apologizing to my husband, to my friends, even if it's something that I didn't expect to hurt somebody. I try to step out of myself and into their shoes and see what they're experiencing. Even if I don't always agree with it, I think it's good to, to sort of heal. It's like putting salve and a Band-Aid on a wound. And if I had any part in created, creating the wound, then I'm sorry. And you will never hear apologies from me like the, the standard garbage BS apology, which is, well, I'm sorry that you feel hurt. I'm sorry your feelings were hurt. I'm sorry if, I'm sorry if that. I'm sorry you're bothered. Like that isn't taking any responsibility for what you've done. Leave out the if, if, leave out all the stuff that has to do with what you think the person's response is to your wrong. Like if they feel bad or if they're hurt or sorry, I made you cry. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry that I hurt you, period. I'm sorry that I caused you problems or made something difficult for you or made you feel a certain way or left out, whatever it is. I don't have any problems apologizing and also accepting the apology from someone else who does it to me, whatever it is, those things are that they do that they need to apologize for. And I can have forgiveness for other people. But the question is this, <coughs> pardon me, the question is, do you share that same compassion with yourself? Do you forgive yourself for the mistakes that you have made, the error in your ways, the things that you perhaps shouldn't have done, or the things that you did that hindsight, you know, being 2020, you're thinking, I wish I hadn't done. Or you look back over your past and you're like, oh my gosh, look where this has gotten me. 
Do you forgive yourself? Are you compassionate with you? And my suspicion is, if I had to guess, for most of us, the answer is a resounding no. Like you'll forgive yourself maybe, but you won't be compassionate. Like how many times have we done something, whether it's, you know, at your job or something at school or something with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your spouse or whoever, or your best friend. And you're just like, oh my God, you freaking idiot. Why did you do that? Like, we'll say something like that to ourselves. Like, oh, wow. You after that one up. Well, will you screw that up? You moron. Like you, you say all these things to yourself. You're like, well, that was dumb. And the question always is, is, would you say that to your friends? No, you wouldn't. If your friends did the exact same thing that you're claiming that you're such a stupid idiot about, and they came to you and they're like, I feel really badly. You know, this is the thing that I did. I'm upset with myself. You wouldn't be like, well, yeah, you are a complete moron F up who screwed that all up. You screwed the pooch on that one. You wouldn't do that. Even if they did, you would have kindness and compassion for their mistakes. But somehow, <clears throat> somehow, for us, for ourselves, it's not that easy. Why are we so hard on ourselves? Why is it okay to shit talk ourselves, but then you wouldn't do that to somebody else, so that's not okay? Being compassionate to yourself is huge. And I've covered this topic, I'm sure, in other episodes. And it keeps coming up because I think it is so important. You can see the power of somebody who is like fully and wholeheartedly apologetic and full of compassion for you. You could see that, <clears throat> excuse me, you could see that when Hysam was talking to Izzy. You could see that when Hysam was talking to Felicia. When somebody is genuine and they are opening their heart with kindness and sincerity, you can tell. And it is so powerful. That was so powerful that they almost kept Hysam. They believed him, they believed in him, and other than the fact, I think, because we don't know, again, with the CBS edit, but other than the fact that it really would kind of rock the house in a way that they didn't want it to, and I can respect that, they believed this guy. There is such strength and power and, I mean, I can't think of any other words, but those two, when you treat other people with compassion, so why is it that it is so easy for us to treat ourselves without compassion or like crap sometimes? Even if it's the smallest little thing, you're walking up a, a flight of steps and you trip and you're like, oh, you idiot. You drop your coffee. You're like, oh my God, what is wrong with you today? You know, you wake up late because you either slept through your alarm or you forgot to turn it on. You're like, oh my God. What are you crazy? You're so stupid. What are you doing? All of that stuff that we say to ourselves, it takes a toll. And yet we will do it 
for our entire lives. All of us in some way. Like, I guess if somebody's out there and you're like, I don't do that. I'm always nice to myself. God bless you. Please write me, leave a voice message. Just click the link in the show notes there that says leave a voice message. I would love to hear from you because you are an anomaly as far as I, I know. And I've studied this stuff. I've, I've worked as a youth counselor with abused and neglect, neglected, abandoned teenagers. I studied psychology and sociology in college. I'm not a doctor and I don't pretend to be one, but I've paid attention to these things and done a lot of work on myself and been involved in the self-help sort of sphere and space and done a lot of motivational speaking. So I know that we treat ourselves regularly like garbage when it comes to these things. Why? <clears throat> Why do we do it? Why is that okay? Why is it okay for me to not be compassionate to myself? It's kind of like, um, you know, I had a brother, he passed away, unfortunately, of several years ago, many years ago, 2010. And when we were little, we would call each other names like, you're stupid and fool and idiot and dummy and like hit each other and like, he's touching me. Don't, you're breathing in my airspace. Like all that like silly nonsense that siblings do. But I mean, we called each other such names. But if somebody else called my brother that, I had a problem. And it was okay if I did it because it was like, well, you know, I love you. That's like the unspoken inherent truth. Like we're siblings, like, right, I got you. But if somebody else did it, I, there would be hell to pay. I would be distraught if somebody came up to my brother and said half of the stuff that I said to him, right? It's the same thing. And yet we do it to ourselves. And what I've done lately is really try to, because I, I forget if it was a, like something I saw on Instagram or YouTube or somewhere, a TED Talk, I don't even know what it was, a pod, oh, maybe it was a podcast, I was, that's what it was, a podcast I was listening to. And this woman who wrote this book, I really, I really should find out what the book was called, but um, the podcast is called Outweigh, and they really talk about like food and eating disorders and eating issues and specifically women, but they also talk about men in general, but more geared towards women. And they just talk about anxiety and all of these kind of self-help things. And they had this expert on and she was so good. Man, I wish I thought about it. I would have clicked on whichever episode it was to see if I could just play a little bit for you guys. And maybe some other episodes in the future I will. But she really, she wrote this entire book about compassion. And I never... I never had thought about treating myself with compassion. I thought, yeah, you got to be nice to yourself or don't be mean or don't do this. Or it's, it's always in the negative. Don't do this. Don't talk to yourself that way. Don't say this. Don't say that. Don't do this. Don't do that. But the way she talked about just having compassion, and that's not even a word that I generally would use. I don't describe myself or others that way. It's not a word that comes up until I heard this woman speak. And she was just saying how much like peace and joy that can bring to your life if you just treat yourself with compassion. And it's a muscle 
that we have to build up. It's not something that you can just do. I'm going to be nice to myself today. I'm going to treat myself with compassion. Okay, that's awesome. Great. I'll do that tomorrow too. Like it takes work. And the way you do it is you pay attention to your thoughts. So when you trip up the stairs and your first instinct is to be like, oh my God, you idiot, you might still say that and you go, well, anybody could trip up the stairs. Am I okay? Yeah. Scuffed my knee, you know, spilt my coffee. I don't drink coffee, but whatever the thing is. And you just say, I'm okay. Anybody could trip up the stairs. I can see why that happened. What's that little thing? can change your whole mood instead of, oh my God, this day. Well, I'm just having a day. And then you go tell somebody and you're like, I tripped up the stairs and I spilt my coffee. And then it becomes a thing, right? And now you've decided your day is bad. But if you would rewind and you had gone back to that moment, instead of calling yourself a name and starting it out to be, this is going to be what your day is like. And you were just like, oh my gosh, that's silly. You know, kind of make light of it. Oh, I'm glad I'm okay. Anybody could trip up the stairs. People trip all the time. And this is not that big of a deal. You're human. And then you get on with your day. She really talked about paying attention to your thoughts and catching them. One of my favorite sayings is, and I've kind of mixed it into something that I think, so I can't remember if this is what I made up or if it was an actual saying, but here it is. That negative thoughts are like petulant children. If that if you leave them unwatched, then they will go out of control. I mean, I had a more unique way of saying this, but so if we watch our thoughts, then we can really keep track of what's happening in our conscious and subconscious because we can't control our thoughts, right? But what we can do is control what happens after those thoughts come. And if you're compassionate with yourself, you will have a completely different life. That is for sure. You really will. It will change everything about your life. From if you are making toast, I like my toast, and this is a joke around the house here. I like my toast golden brown. I don't like it where the edges are still white, and I don't like it dark brown with the burnt parts. So if I overcook it, it becomes a complete waste and I give it to my dog. I guess it's not a complete waste if I give it to my dog. She likes it. Usually it's a bagel. If I undercook it, I will put the toast back in the toaster and cook it again. And sometimes I'll burn it. So I'm always trying to get like the perfect coloring on my toast. I'm a little not anal about it. I just like my toast the way I like my toast. There's actually some $300 toaster that says you will get the perfect toast. I've thought about it. I'm like, $300, that's a lot of money for toast. But wow, wouldn't that be great to get the toast you want? I wouldn't even waste anymore. So anyway, a lot of times when the toast pops up and it's burnt, I'm like, oh, you idiot. Why weren't you watching it? Because a lot of times I'll, I'll be like making breakfast for my daughter and thinking that I can multitask. I can't when it comes to toast. I promise you I can't. I need to just kind of hang out by the toaster, be like, do-do-do, kind of peek down in there, see what the edges look like. Is it looking kind of golden? Double check. Mm, let me wait. You know, That's what I need to do, but that's not what I do. I multitask and then it burns. And then I pretty much am like, oh my God. And I'm pissed off and I'm annoyed. I'm like, come on, Jody. And I talk to myself like I'm a three-year-old brat, you know, like, what are you doing? Now the toast is wasted. And then you're like, ah. But how about 
if I was just like, you know what? Well, that's unfortunate. That's a waste for me, but the dog gets it. She's happy, you know, and there's the positive. So, you know, in the future, why don't I not multitask? Whatever the thing is, right? But just be kind about it. And that's something small. What about if it's something huge? Like you get fired from your job. You can sit at home and be like, you're such an idiot. You're so stupid. If you'd worked harder on those reports, if you'd, you know, worked faster, smarter, better, if you'd really done this or that, I'm like, and you just, you just crap all over yourself. How does that help you? It doesn't. But what if you treated yourself with compassion? What if you gave yourself some forgiveness and you said, you know what? I didn't do the best that I could do, but at the next job, I'll do better. I'm human. I made mistakes. I may have made bad choices or bad decisions, but I'm human. And I did the best I could with the information I had at the time, but I will do better next time. And it is okay. You know, it is okay to make mistakes. And sometimes those mistakes include getting fired. Something huge in your life, if you're kind and compassionate and you forgive yourself, it can be life-changing. It really can. So when I think about Hysom, who was in there, you know, like I said, doing his apology tour, the difference between him being like, F you guys, what do you mean I'm on the block and going on a tirade and giving up secrets and like, yeah, that makes really good TV. It does. But I have another sneeze coming. <coughs> Ew. Excuse me. But instead of being a complete jerk, which is who they thought he was, he's just unaware. He's just not the most self-aware, right? He doesn't realize how he was coming across. Instead of being a complete jerk where he could have been like, what are you talking about? I'm not a dictator. F you guys. Come on, other side of the house. Let me give you some secrets and spill the beans on everything. And, you know, he, it, like I said, that would have been great TV. But he chose to seek forgiveness and asked for compassion and started treating others with more compassion. And that is where the power is. We see the difference between last week when they're like, this guy's a dictator, he's a terrible person, screw him, we hate him, let's get him out of here, to today, or yesterday in this case, because it's Friday right now, Yesterday, when he left, people were genuinely like, you know what? He was hurt. He was a good guy. He could just be a little controlling and, you know, he was self, not the most self-aware and he could be condescending, but I think he's learned from this. If going from dictator to someone that people care about doesn't show you the power that compassion has, then I don't know what else will. That's what I love about, and this is a stretch for some people, but this is the kind of thing that I love about reality TV. Because it's easy to just go, oh, the competitions, yeah, who's winning, losing, which I've told you guys when I said I was going to do this whole summer takeover series, that I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about winning and losing. There's just 
There's no depth to that. There's a ton of shows that can talk about winning and losing and competitions, which is fun. It's lighthearted. I'm not a lighthearted, silly, happy-go-lucky, fun talk show host. I like to get in there. It's in the title. Big time small talk. Stories and observations. What? Beyond small talk. And that's what this is. This mo- these moments, these conversations that Hysam had shows you what compassion can do. When he was just kind and asking for forgiveness from other people, it changed everything. So imagine if you do that for yourself. Imagine how your life will be if you are kind and compassionate to yourself. I've done this. I've done the work. I've been in therapy. I have a great therapist and we've worked on these types of skills. I spent my life shit talking myself and didn't know any different. I was like, doesn't everybody? One of the cool things, and I think is a key point that this author said when she was on this this podcast that I told you guys who wrote the book about compassion, one of the key points that she made is that she said, and she'd done all of these studies and all of this research, she said, the problem is people think that they will be too self-indulgent with themselves. Like they'll be too nice, right? They will indulge things that they shouldn't. They will let themselves slide. They will become lazy, And study after study after study shows it's exact opposite that happens. Because when you're kind, you're more motivated to do better, to be better, to feel good and take better actions. If you're like, I'm a piece of shit because I got fired, you're going to sit in bed and eat Ben and Jerry's and feel like garbage. But if you're kind to yourself about it and you're like, all right, I'm human. So now what? Maybe then you get on LinkedIn and you start looking for jobs and you're like, I can do this. I'm going to do better next time. Let's go out there and get a job. And you're going to get a job faster than sitting in front of the boob tube eating Ben and Jerry's or Doritos or whatever you like. So I thought that was really important. And I'm so glad she made that point that people think, oh, well, if I'm kind to myself, then I'm just going to slack. I'm going to be this lazy bum who just is so nice. Like, oh, I'm going to be a nanny, manny, pamby, you know, to myself. Like, oh, I'm going to be nice to myself. Oh, are you too sensitive? But that's not what happens. Because, again, if you treat yourself like you treat a friend, don't your friends appreciate it when you're kind to them? Yes. Don't your friends appreciate it when you're compassionate or you have forgiveness for the mistakes that they've made? Yes. So why wouldn't that be true for you? It is. And we saw that with Hysam. I almost call him Hamish for some reason. We saw that with Hysam. We saw a different guy. Like the guy he was last week versus this week, totally different. Tail between his legs. And even though he could have just tried to fake his way to be saved, he was genuine. And we saw that and we saw that everyone believed it. And he had these real and meaningful and compelling conversations. Forgiveness is powerful. Compassion is powerful. 
And if we can give that to ourselves, imagine what we can give other people and the world, especially because we're the hardest on ourselves. So if we just eased up a little, being compassionate helps us be less depressed. Being compassionate helps us be less anxious. Study after study proves this. And I think it was a really cool life lesson through the lens of Big Brother. Ta-da! So I think I'll grade this particular, this week's sort of episodes, this week of Big Brother. Last week, I gave it a strong D plus and a very strong C minus, so somewhere in between there. This week, I think it was more interesting because it had more meaningful conversations. So I'll give it a C plus, maybe a, yeah, a C plus. Pushing, pushing almost a B, but not quite. It was almost there. As far as entertainment, as far as the overall mood and the overall theme of things, I'll give it a C plus. So I, I know I'm a tough cookie when it comes to grading, but that is my grade for this episode. But I definitely got the most out of the conversation with Hysom and Izzy. And that's the kind of stuff that you can't write. That's the kind of stuff that you can't make up. That's the kind of stuff that Big Brother does really well. You have situations that really mimic everyday life when somebody betrays somebody or lets somebody down and that person is then seeking forgiveness and the person who was you know, let down or betrayed has to explain what happened to them. And Izzy did such a phenomenal job of explaining how and why Hysom hurt her him, her, uh, non-binary, them, I'm sorry, I think it's them. I'm not sure. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't know, but I think it might be them. But hurt Izzy. So that person, Izzy, did a good job of really saying, you said we were leftovers. Nobody wants to feel that way. And so it was just, it was touching to me. And that's, that's the kind of stuff I watch Big Brother for. And I, I've said that since my preseason episode. And I know there's all kinds of ways. It's kind of like um, um, when, you, when you look at books, right? There is like romance. There are romance novels. There are like cheesy, like um, murder mysteries, but then there's like serious mysteries. There's crime dramas. There's fiction. There's nonfiction. There's, uh uh-oh, another sneeze. (coughs) Uh, Every, like usually August and September, my allergies start to really kick in. It's awful. It's annoying. Forgive me. But there's so many different types of literature out there. And you can look at some romance novels and you can just go, oh, well, all books are terrible, right? It was terrible. That's just garbage writing. Or you can say that is just one genre and somebody gets joy out of it. And there's nothing wrong with somebody getting joy out of a, a romance novel or a murder mystery or whatever the thing is that people want to look at. That's the same with Big Brother. For me, what I look for are these conversations. And that was touching to me. And I might add, I did enjoy, let's see, what competition? I did enjoy the um, 
crawling through the muck competition. Like I told you, some of them I fast forward because they've just gotten so silly. Yes, crawling through the muck is silly, but it's also really entertaining and funny. That I like. So that kind of pulls up my grade a little bit, you know, to the strong C plus. But, you know, watching Felicia just... (laughs) roll around. I'm like, didn't anybody tell you you want to keep as much of your body out of that muck as possible so you can keep going? But that was entertaining. I will say that. So I enjoyed this episode. C plus, you know, I think usually with this show, it kind of takes a minute to hit its groove and then it gets going. I think we're on our way. We'll have to see what happens next week. I like it when Big Brother starts. It's like the little engine that could. It's like, ch, ch, ch. Big brother. You know, it gets going. So I'm excited to see what happens next week and so on and so on and so on. So we'll see. By the way, little side note, I am leaving town. I am leaving the contiguous United States. So technically in the country, but technically outside of the country, the contiguous or also known as the lower 48, lower 48. We are headed to Alaska tomorrow morning. I cannot wait. I've been there once before. It was stunningly beautiful. We went there when it was smoky because there were fires there. That's not why we went there, but there was smoke and fires there, and the fires are not there this year. A lot of rain, but um, I'm so excited to go there and breathe fresh air. It's not going to be 115 or 120 degrees like it has been here. Um, It's green and lush. My, My whole family, we love to hike and just be outdoors. So, definitely looking forward to that. I mentioned that because I'll have to see how time goes and time permits to see if I'm able to watch the episode and put out a show about Big Brother, but I'll definitely um, be able to put out some episode of some sort. So check out my YouTube channel because I'm going to be posting tons of stuff about Alaska there and of course on my Instagram as well. So all the links to everything is in the show notes or are in All the links are in the show notes. Whatever, you get the idea. So anyway, that's what's going on with that. I'll definitely tell you about my trip when I get back. But yeah, I think um, having forgiveness is important. And like I said, there is a lot of power in forgiveness and compassion for yourself. Try it. It takes some time. It is a muscle. You can't just do it one day and go, well, it didn't work for me. It takes time. But I'll tell you from personal experience, it will change your life. That's what I think anyway. That's my story. Dang it, I got cut off. (laughs) It will change your life. It has changed mine and it has really helped me with anxiety and depression in a huge way because what we say to ourselves matters. I guarantee you it'll change your life. So anyway, that's all I have to say. Now that's my story and I'm sticking to it.